the tragic fall of Adrian Adonis. Yeah, well, you see, Vice's Dark Side of the Ring always has to have that. I've mentioned it several times, haven't I? If it's got to have a good story, and this is a good story, it's a story which is patterned many times in wrestling. Wrestlers do well in an independent territory, get to a bigger territory, have problems, usually of a personal nature, which bleed into the wrestling, get released by bigger wrestling territory, and then struggle for the rest of their career. Now, that's not exactly the case with Adrian Adonis. And it, it was a sad ending because it was a um, it was a van with three other wrestlers in it who um, that crashed and there was only one survivor. And it, there's always been concerns about or stories about how that happened. Were people drunk? Were they on drugs? Did they um, did they swerve to to hit a to not to hit a moose? You know. And you've got, at the beginning of this, different wrestlers talking about that car accident in 1988 um, and talking about how that happened. They've all got different stories. And it's um, they've got the only survivor here, and I think that's necessary. It's Mike Kelly, one of the Kelly twins who, wore, who, who fought in, uh, in Canada, which is one of the territories that Adrian Donis went to when he was let go or suddenly disappeared from WWF programming. So although this is a a sad end and, and Mike Kelly tells us about what happened and that Adrian was alive, uh, his brother was by his side in the van and was clearly uh, clearly died, but Adrian was alive and they couldn't they couldn't really get to him. Um, although you've got that sad situation and a sort of three quarters of the way through, well, he things happened around his ballooning weight and larger dr- larger drug habit, apparently, allegedly, and all of that. And he had to, and he wasn't with the WWF anymore, and therefore sort of had to start again. That would be the that would be the way that the junkyard dog story went, wouldn't it? Here, there's a redemption before the ultimately sad ending. So you get even more, don't you? Because you start off with um, the story of him coming up and they interview one of his uh, friends and who, you know, is smaller and piled up with him because Adrian was bigger, six foot five, I think, and 280 pounds at that time, you know. And um, they interview an awful lot of people, including Bret Hart, who was a very good friend of Adrian Adonis, who said he learned so much from him. So that when he arrived at the WWF, uh, he went, Jim Neidhart said, you know, come on, we'll, we'll, we'll go to this room and... Adrian Adonis is one of the wrestlers in there, and Adrian was saying, he's a promoter's son, don't let him in. And Jim Brunzel, who's also interviewed here, was saying that, no, no, he's okay. So let him in, and he said, walked in, and Adrian was chopping out lines of coke, and, um, you know, I think it was Brett who said that, and a lot of people talked about how Adrian went hard every night, and a lot of people said, uh, you know, after Brett says, myself and, and, and Jim, we waved the white flag at some point and said, we've got no more in us. We we need to step back from this partying. I think it was, was it Brunzel? I can't remember who was saying, saying, don't let them don't let them tell you that that wasn't happening because it was. Not in specific reference to Brett, but they were partying every night. And, you know, he started out as a tough guy in, w, in, a, in AWA, first of all, and was put together with um, with Jesse Ventura. Jesse's a great talker. Adrian's no slouch at 
talking either. They talked to, Je- to Greg Gagne, who was, of course, Vern Gagne's son. Um, and then uh, um, Jim Brunzel saying he knew when to give you the work and he knew when to take the work in the ring. He knew when to make a heel push, because he was always a heel, and he knew when to give the work to the babyface. Great stuff. Jim Brunzel said he's been asleep wrestling for 28 years. Marvellous. Just marvellous. And... Um, we also hear from his wife and his two two daughters, and his wife says that he was a different person. He knew that get, she knew getting into a relationship with him, she knew what he was going to be, but he was totally different with his wife. And as Brett said, you, you go out for dinner with them. He'd when his wife left the table, he'd get up and put the chair out for her. When she got back, he'd get up and push the chair in for her. He loved her, loved the kids, always had presence in there, was just great. And none of that hard partying seems to have been around his family life, which is not always the story you get with wrestlers. That's one of the differences here. You know, although perhaps his wife knew that there was there were things going on, they talked several times a day on the phone. There doesn't seem to be any allegation or reporting of him having other relationships on the road. He might have had a relationship with 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 drugs and drink and partying, but no no allegations about and of course he was and that's usually what you get as well with wrestlers. You often get that. And that's something totally different, really. A real family man, he seemed to be. Um, and the coke is that it, the, the use of it made him a sort of tough guy in the ring. And um, there's a specific situation around Danny Spivey. But first, let's talk about in 85 when um, Vince McMahon said, well, I think we need to change your persona. And what he did was, when, when he, you know, he turned him away from the leather jacket wearing tough guy into a sort of gorgeous George, uh, adorable Adrian Adonis, gorgeous George, makeup wearing, boa wearing, um, Adrian Street character really, gorgeous George started that probably, but Adrian Street's a big part of that, and they don't mention Adrian Street here, which surprises me, but it's a little bit close in time, isn't it? Gorgeous George is a bit further away, and I remember seeing him at, the, at this time, and he he leaned into that gimmick. I mean, Brett said he wasn't sure at first, but he thought, no, I I, I want to make sure, I want to show how I can make this work, and he really did. He had a weekly interview spot, the flower shop. There's him on WWE programming, I think it's Titans, or is it primetime with, you know, the, um, the kind of um, Johnny Carson tonight interview type of one, where he announces, I am gay. And that's one of the pushing back against wrestling fans and the wrestling business's homophobia in that. And you cannot deny that that's that using that. And in a way, you could say, well, the WWF is opening that up. You know, opening that kind of, um, that kind of re- terrible uh, stance and terrible um, homophobia. It, it, it's opening up that stance and showing that that shouldn't be the case. You could also say, well, it's using that to, to create heel heat. You could do both of those things. That's a specific situation about Danny Spivey, who, you know, was was around at the time, Golden Boy, only been in the business for a year. I, I'm, I've been watching him on primetime, 86 recently, and they fought, a lot of trash talking in the ring from Adrian Adonis. He went hard on him, and afterwards, Danny Spivey wanted to fight him. The Bulldogs, British Bulldogs, and McGee um, got him out to back to the hotel, really. Otherwise, he would would fight him. In the following, I think it was the following night, he was told that he would be fighting Adrian Adonis again, and Adonis would be going over. He'd be winning, but Spivey, 
he, I mean, he went hard again, Adonis, on him. And there's an allegation or an in, or an implication, I think, that this is to do with the coke use making you feel like this. And um, he put Spivey into a sleeper and went too hard on it. And Spivey fought back, hit him, knocked him out. And the referee said, that's not the, that's not the ending. He said, I'm changing the ending. And as Spivey said, I was gone within a month after that. But after the fight, Adonis came back into the locker room, tried a fight with Spivey, who was much taller than him and younger and all the rest of that. And um, as they do say, there comes a point when even if you're a tough guy, someone's going someone's to get the better of you. Hit him with an uppercut, apparently, which lifted him off his feet. He smacked onto the concrete floor and... Um, and his cheekbone was jutting through his through his cheek, and that um, he went missing for a couple of weeks, and then they say he was never the same again. And he descended into more drug use and put the weight on. And he was—I remember him being really athletic, even with a bigger size. He became very large, but even after a bigger size, and um, yeah, he was—he uh, had a kind of a real a real athleticism with it. Uh, Greg Gagne talks about him leaving WWF and going to AWA and then fighting in one of his first matches. And after, said he was he was breathing so hard we barely went ten minutes. And they talked in the locker room afterwards. He said, "I'd like to think that something got through." And he did change the way that he was living his life, apparently. And that's part of the redemptive nature of this. So you've got a difficult time, spiral into more drug abuse, then um, him coming back to losing the weight and. Um, and we see pictures of that clearly he has going to Canada and then the terrible ending so what you get is an up and down situation on top spiral down coming back sadly cut short that's a really good story isn't it for Dark Side of the Ring but this is a really good wrestler knew what he was doing knew about the psychology made a difficult gimmick work for him and I remember seeing it at the time and he really did should be somebody said he should be in the Hall of Fame WWF WWE Hall of Fame not sure about that but he certainly shouldn't be as overlooked as he has been and one of the great things about this program is that with this kind of coverage hopefully he won't be and hopefully people will go back to YouTube and look at those matches and start a buzz going because this wrestler certainly deserves it ta ta (laughs) ta